I just really didn't want to be the horror story to come out of COVID. And, you know, I wanted to look back and say, you know, geez, we're in the shit, but we made it out stronger. So, yeah, we came up with a concept and just went in really hard and didn't really stop. Like COVID's been, was really busy for us as a group. Um, so yeah, we just went for it and yeah, it's, it's been really, really good. This is the Deep in the Weeds podcast. I'm Anthony Huckstep. There are many people that once bitten by the hospo bug are destined for a life in the industry. Some love the rush of service, Others see an opportunity to create their own venue where they can deliver their interpretation of great hospitality. But what are the foundations required to go out on your own and make a successful business? Lior Haynes is the owner of Saul's Sandwiches in Melbourne, Victoria. Lior, how are you? Yeah, good, thanks, Huck. How are you going? Good. You... Um, started your own businesses at quite a young age, diving into the hospitality industry. What was the drive to create your own venues? Um, I guess it was just um, I always sort of had a passion for the industry and um, it was just more of a creative outlet for me to sort of express my interpretations of hospitality and, yeah, just sort of always wanted to to jump into it to myself and, yeah, just took the plunge and, um just went for it really at an early age and it I guess it all is paying off now which is great well you've got three venues now and we can go into detail with those shortly take us back to when you were young and got it first got interested in food and what what lit the fire for hospitality for you um I guess it was just sort of my um the you sort of childhood growing up you know in a Jewish family always surrounded by you know amazing food and lots of it and you know, preparations of big family dinners and there was always, food was always the sort of centrepiece of um, all the get-togethers and I just remember always going out uh, with the family and I was always super excited to check out new restaurants and, yeah, it was just, you know, the seed was planted pretty early for me and, yeah, it's continued. With food being such an important part within your family when you were young, can you share some of the the feasts or dishes that were really integral in that when you were young? Um, yeah, like there was always sort of, you know, bagels on the table and, you know, Friday night dinners with sort of, uh, you know, smoked salmon and big roasts. Um, yeah, just all, all sorts of um, different foods, really. Um, yeah. What were the stepping stones for you? You did go out on your own and start businesses at a young age, but where did it all start for you in the industry? I just remember mum coming home. I was about 18, um, kind of just fresh out of school, and she said, hey, I was just down at um, on the street and saw this new bagelry that just opened up um, in Carnegie, uh, which is actually funny. This is where the first uh, Saul's is actually opened about 10 years later. So, yeah, wow. so, yeah, so it's actually a really small world and it's funny how, you know, things come together. But, um, yeah, I remember her coming home and saying, hey, there's a, you know, there was an ad on the window. Why don't you go check out this new bagel shop? So I went, remember went down there and, um, yeah, asked me if I had a job. And I said, yeah, come in tomorrow. And that's kind of where it all kicked off. Well, tell us about that bagelry. It's not a very popular item in Australia although it's come to fruition in the last sort of five to ten years a bit more, what's behind a good bagel? 
I just think, uh, well, the, the guys that the, there's three sisters that opened up that place, and I remember they were they were sort of um, running the. There was a uh, there's still a, a bagel shop, uh, actually a big bakery now called Glicks. Um, so they sort of took on their own version and opened up their own bagel shop with kind of with a modern twist. Um, and yeah, they just did their own version and became really, really busy and the, the product was good. And I just, that's kind of where I learned hospitality. That's where I learned coffee. That's where I sort of found a passion for coffee and, and then went on to, yeah, open my first cafe from there about five, six years later. Well, tell us about that first cafe. It's um, not Saul's Sandwiches. That came later, but um, the first cafe district brewer in Bentley. Uh, what were you doing there? Uh, we were just doing kind of just, you know, basic cafe food. It wasn't super fancy or anything. It was just sort of everything that I like to go out and eat at a cafe. So obviously you had your eggs, dishes and being in Melbourne, you'd have your Avo smash and, yeah, just doing the, the simples really well and, you know, trying to keep it all seasonal and use what was around, local produce, local suppliers. Um, yeah, that played a big part in it as well. Um, and, yeah, that was sort of a really good stepping stone into, you know, owning my first business and seeing what actually went into, you know, behind the scenes. It was it was kind of a wake-up call but um, also super fun at the same time. Do you have any memories of the challenges of what it was like to open up your first venue? Or does it, did anything surprise you about running a, a small business? Oh, it all, it all surprised me. You know, it was, <laughs> <laughs> it was, um, it was really full on. You just, yeah, there's just the amount of things that go on behind the scenes that you just, you just don't know about when you're working for someone else and it all gets real, really fast. Um, it kind of just smacks you in the face. You open the doors and, you know, you do your service and it's not just pack up and go home. It's pack up, you know, stay back, make sure everything's ready for the next day. And then you've got paperwork and, you know, staff to talk to. It's it's full on. Um, and it took me, you know, a long time to adjust and get used to it. You ended up uh, opening a different venue in uh, Benley East, but there was a lot of challenges and stress involved in that. Take us back to that time and, and what you went through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we sold um, District Brewer in 2018. And um, soon after that, I, f I learned quickly that I couldn't sit on my ass and do nothing. So I went out to, <laughs> went out to look for a new venue and found this beautiful old, um, uh, it was an old church, uh, like a heritage listed building, which was turned into a, a gallery called the, the Breslin Gallery. And yeah, we, we really gunned for that site. Um, you know, we spent quite a bit of money on getting permits, going to council and all these plans and everything. And then it was uh, actually knocked back by by council. And we were, yeah, we were super shocked. Um, and it was, yeah, it was kind of scary because we spent, you know, close to $100,000 before even getting in there. So, yeah, it was it was insane. Um and yeah, it was, uh, that was sort of what happened. From a business perspective, it was a larger venue. Did things change for you and were there different challenges that you weren't aware of? Yeah, in terms of a larger venue, yeah, there was just more, well, you've got more, um, your bigger footprint. So with a bigger footprint comes, 
you know, higher budget and more money and obviously, you know, cost of goods are bigger. You, you get your first bass and that's also, wow, that's that's also, yeah, it's a really big shock to the system when you get that and you're like, geez, you know, we've worked so hard and, you know, that's you've just got to give all that, nearly most of it back and it's just, you chase your tail a lot with a over 100 seat uh, cafe it's um it's a lot there's a lot of baggage and overheads but you know we kept going and obviously that got knocked back and um yeah we we started to look for a new site once we recovered some of that money the covid's affected a lot of the industry but it really transformed and changed the shape of what you do as a, as a business person and what you offer um, tell us about what impact it had on you for for us luckily um, COVID was actually uh, it was really good. Um, we we opened up a new uh, concept uh, because we were we were just selling a, a shitload of sandwiches from our our cafe, which was called Time and Place. Um, you know, and I just really didn't want to be a horror story to come out of COVID. And you know, I wanted to look back and say, you know, geez, we're in the shit, but we made it out stronger. So yeah, we came up with a concept and just went in really hard and didn't really stop. Like COVID's been, was really busy for us as a group. Um, so yeah, we just went for it and yeah, it's, it's been really, really good. Well, tell us about this concept that you created. Uh, you launched it uh, back in October uh, last year, um, Souls. Um, what's the concept behind it? Uh, well, it's kind of got, uh, it's, it's a sam- it's a sandwich shop essentially. Um, but, it's got a bit of an American sort of uh, sub feel to it. Uh, we do New York style sandwiches. Um, yeah, it's it's just got a really fun vibe. Um, there's a bit of nostalgia um, connected to the brand, and yeah, it's just it's really just something for everyone. Um, er- everyday sandwiches. Um, yeah, yeah, it's basically what it is. Um, you, you also uh, opened in Hawthorne this year. Uh, tell us about that business and, um, and um, what, it, what it took to open the second venue. Well, Hawthorne happened probably about four four months after the Carnegie one, and um, yeah, the one in Carnegie was just it was just going really really well, and people were sort of um, asking us to you know to sort of come over to the other side of town, and um, it was just yeah we found this shop in um in Hawthorne it was really funny uh it's actually next door to a clothes shop called first product um this um clothes shop actually belongs to uh, a mate of mine Nick who I actually he used to come to uh Huff Bagelry when I was working there and um I would always make him coffees and yeah uh sort of so I've known him ever since then and we we actually went out to to look at the shop in um in Hawthorne and uh he saw us there and he was like he spun out because he didn't actually know that uh Saul's belonged to us he'd been coming down to the Carnegie store every Sunday and um, yeah he <laughs> he's like oh I, I go there every every week with my kids we grab a sandwich grab an iced latte and just sit in the boot <clears throat> boot of the car and just eat our sandwiches and then he saw us he's like oh you know, I thought this was an American chain. I thought it was a franchise from overseas. So it was, it was just really strange how he didn't actually know, you know, what 
who who it belonged to, and it was just a real spin out when he when he saw us down there. You say that it's uh, inspired a little um, by America, but what makes a great sandwich? And do you have a couple of examples on the menu you can tell us about? Yeah, I think the um, the the hoagie that we do it's kind of like a it's a deli cold cut sandwich. So we've got three different types of cold cold deli meats in there, which. Uh, we've got like a salami, mortadella, <clears throat> and a um, uh, ham as well. Um, and it's just, yeah, so it's layered uh, with, with cheese. We've got our aioli. We make a, a pesto as well. And it's just a, a really nice big deli sandwich that it's it's an everyday item. It, yeah, it's, it just really um, has that sort of that feel to it. How did you go about developing the menu and uh, ensuring versatility and, and quality sandwiches? Well, we, we was trying to did a, a lot of trial and error at time and place through COVID. That's where the idea was was really born. <clears throat> um, we would just put out different sandwich specials um, every day and we'd get feedback from, from all our customers. And, you know, the, the real favourites, we are uh, – we. Yeah, we worked on them and we tweaked them till we were happy with um, with the product. Where did your inspiration for opening an American-inspired sandwich shop come from? We've been to a lot of sandwich shops, you know, and sort of delis around, um, you know, Victoria and Australia, and we've been overseas. I've been to I've been to Vietnam, and just the way they do sandwiches there, their bun mies and um, and all the, that kind of stuff. We just wanted mm-hmm. to. Yeah, we just, it's it's kind of yeah, it's it's it is versatile. Like it's there's a lot of inspiration from different places, not not just obviously New York, but yeah, it comes it comes from many places. You've uh, as a business grown exponentially just in the last 2 years. What's been um some of the challenges and and sort of successes that you've had along the way that surprised you? Um well, the the challenges of uh I guess with Saul's is it's just grown, it's grown super fast. So just trying to keep up with, um, with with that has been a challenge in itself, in terms of you know production and, <clears throat> um, production and you know all the staff that it actually takes to run the business. Uh, you know we've we've had to employ a lot of people quite fast. Um, so. Yeah, it has had its challenges, but it's also enabled us to to take it to the next level and really push the business um, from the from the back end. You've uh, made a real success in the last year and a half, but not without its challenges. You've also become a dad. What, what's it been like for you personally the last year and a half? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been um, that that's been in- incredible. Um, yeah. So I've just had a, a, a young boy, same Sunny. Um, that's obviously also had its challenges, but been really, really cool at the same time. Um, yeah, you, you just, you don't actually know what to expect before, before you have kids, but, um, when it happens, it, it, it really does change everything and, and puts everything into perspective. Um, yeah, but, um, it's, it's not that easy to go to work first thing. Now you've got to, you got to clean nappies and, you know, do, do things that you've never done before. So your, your work-life balance, it, it does change and it d- does come with challenges. A sandwich is made up of many parts. Do you have any producers and suppliers that you work with? 
Um, yeah, so we actually work really closely with a local bakery um, that does a lot of custom rolls for us. Um, yeah, so that that's really exciting um, that we, we have a, a certain bread that, you know, you can't really get anywhere else. Um, we also use, you know, sort of other artisanal bakers <clears throat> that have really, really nice products. And, yeah, just we, we mix it up. Um, yeah, we, we mix we mix all different things up, really. Just depends what, what kind of sandwich we're doing and what, what bread we're using. It really just depends on what's inside it. Uh, the local milk bar and the cafe have really become hubs of the community in Australia and integral in the way we socialise. Um, what do you think of uh, Australia's sort of cafe culture um, compared to that um, overseas? It's it's unique. I think the the cafe culture here is is unique, and you can't really it, it it's not. It, it's not really the same in other countries that I've been to. Um, you know, I guess Victoria especially takes takes its coffee pretty seriously, and um, there is quite quite a lot of cafes around. But um, yeah, it, it's it's got a special feel to it, um, and I think it's yeah, like I said, it's yeah, it's quite unique. What sort of feedback have you received from customers in local communities uh, over the last year and a half and um, the impact you've had on them? Oh, I think they're just happy that we were we stuck around through COVID and they actually had a bit of an outlet, um, you know, in Victoria that people were locked up, you know, for, for months and months and months due to the lockdowns. And I think them just being able to come to the cafe and grab a coffee and, take an hour out of their, their house and just, you know, go for a walk. I think they'll really appreciate appreciative of, of just us being there for them and having yarn when they get there. And yeah, just, it was, uh, there was a lot of, a lot of grateful people around. Victoria, as you mentioned, had uh, locked down for a long time and real challenges, but a lot of Australia is currently locked down as well. And a lot of uh, hospitality businesses are struggling as someone that's um, made some success during this period out of adversity, what sort of advice do you have for those currently dealing with a lockdown given the long lockdowns that you experienced? Yeah, well, just my advice to people in business and, and hospitality right now would be if you just, if yeah, make sure that you, if you pivot quickly, don't, don't think on an idea. If you, if you need to change something overnight, I would recommend doing that. You know, if it's just, it's so, it's so volatile at the moment and things are changing every day. So yeah, that would be my advice that if you think something's not right, you can, you can actually do a lot in 24 hours and you can change your offering and, you know, you can keep your cost of goods down. Um, yeah. Doing takeaway only. What sort of plans do you have for the future of Souls? Um, yeah, I think I think there's a future there. I think at the moment we just want to consolidate a bit for the rest of the year, and um, yeah, we have plans to to open more stores, um, and also we're looking at you know possibly New South Wales and a couple over there. So yeah, there's there is plans, but we want to you know take the rest of the year just to to actually consolidate the group and and actually see where we stand. 
You mentioned some of the sandwiches that you have on the menu, but do you have a, a favorite or is there one on the menu that you think might surprise people you can tell us about? Yeah, I reckon the uh, the roast porchetta is uh, um, is is brilliant. Yeah, it's uh, it's probably my favourite. It's got you know like a rolled and roast roast porchetta. Uh, we'd have a comte cheese. Um, we've got like a chili braised greens and a beautiful nice ciabatta roll. And it just yeah, it's it's a flavour orgasm. For someone that always wanted to open their own business, how has opening souls changed your life since? It's definitely made me a lot busier, um, but it has also changed uh, my job as a person and I guess as a leader. Um, yeah, it's, it's you know, go back 12 months and I was, uh, you know, basically just, you know, full-time managing my own cafe, but now Saul's is, has opened up so many more doors for me and, um, yeah, really uh, there's a lot more running around, but, it's yeah like i said it's changed my my job completely and i love it yeah it's great well with the success of souls and um three venues now what do you love about what you do to be honest i just i love the the challenge and i love the you know the the busyness and i love traversing you know through you know throughout the the three different venues and just yeah fixing problems because there's always something to fix and yeah, I just really like I – like, I love the challenge that it brings. Well, uh, Lior, we've loved having you on Deep in the Weeds to hear your story today and look forward to seeing many more souls um, perhaps across, across Australia over the next couple of years because uh, we all love a good sandwich. Uh, please keep in touch and uh, we'll catch up again soon. All right, sweet. Thanks, Huck. Cheers. This is the Deep in the Weeds podcast. I'm Anthony Huckstep. Stay tuned as we take a deep dive into the lives of the incredible people who ply their trade in the food and hospitality sector. Special thanks to executive producer Rob Locke for making this all happen. Follow us on Instagram at Deep in the Weeds Podcast or email us at podcast at deepintheweeds.com.au. Stay safe and be well.